Hello, everyone, and welcome to In the Huddle, a show that started out as a football podcast but has now come become a social commentary of our lives. Michael, how are you doing today? Uh, good. Uh, I was shit earlier this week, but now I'm way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we all have shit sometimes, and it's just how we bounce back. Exactly. I'm doing great now. I'm glad to hear it because I got tired of your depressed shit, so... <laughs> Michael, shut up. We get it. You're sad. God. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not that insensitive. I mean, I was worried about you. I was hoping that you were doing okay. But um, I'm glad to hear that you are feeling better now. Yeah, I'm way better now. I moved on. I'm good. Good. Like I said, best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Okay. No, we're not going that far. But <laughs> Well, I mean, just I saying. haven't gone that far. I should say that. Well... It it helps. <laughs> it's a great healing technique for the mind. There you go. <laughs> great way to so, start out an episode. Yeah. Hey, kids. If you <laughs> no, don't listen to that at all. <laughs> kids, do not listen to anything Uncle Damien tries to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God, man. So... It is Memorial Day weekend. It is a very special Memorial Day weekend. Um, not really, but for some people it might be. Um, <laughs> it's special. We don't know why, but it is. I mean, it's special because it's the first Memorial Day weekend that you get to spend with us. If you listen to us. If not, then fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh. So, um, Michael, right off the bat, I think we should mention um, something that we had... Um, that I came to you about earlier this week was um, we're going to be doing a little bit of a special recording in the next two weeks. Um, Well, hold on. One is three weeks in three weeks. We'll be doing a special recording. um, So I know a lot of our followers are also video game nerds. Um, So in three weeks, you are going to get not one, but two episodes because i didn't tell michael that we were doing that yet uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just sitting here like all right i mean i'm done yeah you're gonna get two episodes of in the huddle the uh first one that will come your way will be a special e3 review episode um we're going to go a l- about an hour um maybe a little longer about the games that we found uh interesting at e3 the stuff that we found surprising and the stuff that we're not exactly interested in um, we're going to watch all the conferences from E3, which yes, Michael, that does sound like a lot because all those conferences are about three hours long. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're going to, um, we're going to really watch and break down E3 for our fans. And then our second episode that we're going to record that weekend is just going to be a normal episode. Um, so if you're into video games at all, make sure you check out and double or uh, and download the double, uh, double episode release that weekend. Uh, I just want to clarify, uh, we are not live-tweeting E3, like we live-tweeted the draft. Yeah, no, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not happening. We're we're not live-tweeting anything unless it's an NFL game. There you go. (laughs) Um, So, Michael, speaking of the NFL, there was a lot this week that we can get into. Um, Yeah, uh, I want to start this off by something I found hilarious. Um, Oh, Okay, well, we started off hilarious, so we might as well keep it going. Yeah. Um, John Gruden, as everybody knows, uh, 
is back in Oakland. Um, and, you know, and fantastic human being. Yes. He Make sure you get your spider Y2 banana milkshakes while you're there. <laughs> he um, stated, uh, obviously, throughout the many years of the Raiders franchise, they have gotten a lot of players from Kansas City. Yes. Now, with them recently getting Derek Johnson, John basically said, uh, we love stealing from the Chiefs. So now we have Derek Johnson, and I'm on my way to the Raiders store to get a Derek Johnson jersey, and I'm going to wear it home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so a buddy of mine is a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan, <laughs> and um, I can only imagine his reaction when this happened. Because uh, pretty much what happens is the same thing that's happening in baseball currently um, with Derek Jeter owning the Miami Marlins. And Mm -hmm. that is um, that the Miami Marlins have just become another uh, developmental team for the New York Yankees. So pretty much (laughs) Kansas City is just a developmental team for the Oakland Raiders. That's basically what it has become, yes. Yes. So – and I mean, I say developmental because we know the key, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere anyway. So, uh, yeah, I I like this because I mean, Gruden's been aggressive since being in Oakland, and that's all fine and dandy. But I really want to see what they do with Christian Hackenberg because mm-hmm. in more Oakland Raiders related news, they have Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful segue. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. We are flowing through everything today. Um, So Christian Hackenberg, the quarterback that nobody seems to want, (laughs) is now in Oakland. (laughs) And it doesn't surprise me at all, because if you were a fan of anything ESPN, you know that Gruden had Christian Hackenberg on QB camp and (laughs) loves this motherfucker. So, for some God knows reason, he had one good season at Penn State, and apparently Gruden's like, yeah, that's enough. So, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, Christian Hackenberg, a starter for four years in Penn State. I hate Penn State. My stepdad's a, a Penn State fan. Hackenberg <laughs> couldn't hack it in Penn State for his last three years, but suddenly he's good enough to be Derek Carr's backup. Yeah, this is fucking fine. Uh, so, uh, also with, uh, Penn State, uh, news kind of, sort of, that's a terrible segue, but Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. Hey, no, we're fine. We're segueing. These are, these are things that professional podcasts do. Exactly. (laughs) There was a release of his character, like model in, um, next year's Madden. Yes. And, uh, I believe I want to say the coach or not the coach, somebody, I can't remember who it is for the Giants, or in that organization, is pissed off about it. Um, I, I believe James Franklin <laughs> is the name. Um, anyway. Former Penn State coach. I don't know if he's with the Giants, but I know that he's uh, okay. um, he's he's the... Uh, actually, I think he's the current Penn State coach. Okay, that makes sense then. I just knew somebody... Okay, so I should say somebody associated with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, it was actually upset about this because one... The reason this got like the leak of it got brought to attention is because the way that Saquon was holding the ball in the picture, because it was him going through the Jets' uh, defensive line, was terrible. Mm-hmm. There was no protection of the ball whatsoever, and 
also his calves were like an inch and a half wide. Huh. Yeah, Saquon has the biggest calves I've ever seen in my life. Um, and yes, James Franklin is still the uh, head coach of the Penn State um, Denny Lions. So, um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, Sa- Saquon is a truck from the waist down. Yeah, he's a truck, period. He's there is no waist down shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this dude is built like a brick shit house. Like, exactly. He's, uh, I, I'll have to look at that. I didn't see it. Um, I didn't see the, 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 um, the reactions or even the model yet. Um, I have seen the, uh, Shaquem Griffin one. Oh, I haven't and, seen that one. Oh yeah. That one came up. I'm not happy with that one either. There is no hand though. That That's a good thing actually. Yeah, I think it is too. But, um, I, I, again, these are still models. The game doesn't get released until August. Let's hold our mm-hmm. breath. James Franklin and 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 just just breathe. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> so, uh, with other news of signings, uh, with you know Christian Hackenberg going to the Raiders, uh, the Packers got Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, so that one took me by surprise. Um, Same, and I'm a Packers fan. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that happening, and now that it did, I'm like, oh, hey, they they gave him a fucking tight end, um, <laughs> that can actually block too. Like Mercedes Lewis, I've always loved Mercedes Lewis. I'd never pick him in fantasy, but he's always on my Madden teams. Um, so. Mercedes Lewis is highly talented as a pass catcher, as a blocker. Um, he's getting up there in age, which definitely fits the Packers model. Um, it's either unqualified or not young. Um, <laughs> so he's he's good, but he's not the tight end that's going to give you four seasons. He'll be there too, maybe. And, and then he's probably going to retire. Um, but while he's there, he's going to be a valuable asset. Yeah, well, if you look at their uh, tight end lineup now, mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham. Oh, yeah, Mercedes that's right. Lewis. Dude, I forget that you guys have Jimmy Graham. Because Jimmy I, Graham I just forget. has – he's just not – he's not Jimmy Graham of New Orleans. Why? Because he didn't have Drew Brees throwing to him. And Russell Wilson <laughs> – yeah, so now I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of, you know, interested in where he's going to go from there because obviously with Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, big difference. But now he's back with, you know, Aaron Ro- not back with, but he's here with Aaron Rodgers. Back Rogers. with a valuable quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Like, not saying that Russell Wilson's not a valuable quarterback, but the guy just doesn't have protection or he doesn't really know. Okay, so Russell Wilson doesn't know how to use tight ends well. He um, doesn't. He's. I've never seen like a tight end be a valuable asset to Russell Wilson. And I don't think Pete Carroll knows how to use a tight end because they're just not for blocking anymore. They can catch. And Jimmy Graham is one of the better ones. <laughs> and you wasted there, three of his career. There is two things that Pete Carroll knows how to do. Run a defense. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going from a comedic sense. Chew gum oh. and, and throw on the one-yard line. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> he really does load in. He, like he looks like he should belong in like an MLB dugout with the amount of bubble gum he has in his mouth. I know it's it's very unsettling. Um, it's it's not unsettling. It's quite amusing because he's just sitting there and just chomping at it. That is true. Um, but since we're talking about uh, my favorite team, we're going to segue over to your favorite team, the Philadelphia Let's Eagles. Not. Let's not. Let's, I don't want to. Let's not. Let's not. No. Okay. No. 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 Hell no. 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 <laughs> and if you got where that gift came from. <laughs> um, no. God, please. No. The office. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. Uh, why did we get rid of Michael Kendricks? That's exactly what I was going to bring up. I don't know. It bothers like, me. Like, okay. So we got rid of Michael Kendricks, and then another one of our linebackers, like Tortillo or something like that, I can't remember the guy's last name, um, he gets injured for the year. So mm-hmm. why would you get rid of freaking. Uh, and we also don't know if. Um, oh, shit. I'm blanking on the name. Hold on. I'm searching. Chris Long? Chris Long's coming back. He's resigned. Oh, okay. Chris Long, um, I do believe he's resigned. I could be completely wrong, but I, I, I am almost certain that he resigned. Um, uh, shit. Jordan Hicks, that one. That's oh, the yeah. one. Um, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So who does that leave us with? Well, let me tell you because I have it in front of me. Uh, Derek Barnett. Go, or, uh, excuse me. Nigel Bradham, uh, Derek Barnett's a uh, defensive end who can maybe play linebacker. Um, Nigel Bradham, who's decent. Uh, Sante Brown, rookie. Nate Gary, uh, never heard of him. <laughs> Joe Walker, Leroy Reynolds, Corey Nelson, Ka- uh, Kamu- whoa, holy shit, that guy's name is really hard to pronounce. Um, <laughs> Camus Grugier Hill. Oh, fuck me. And then Danny Ezechukwu. Yeah, Danny Ezechukwu. Yeah, that sounds right. He's also a rookie. (laughs) So, I can't say two of our freaking linebackers' names. And the other ones, I don't freaking know. And I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. um, So, uh, why the hell would you get rid of Michael fucking Kendricks! I don't know. Pisses it bo- me off. It bothers me. And it said Packers had the highest interest in him. I'm like, if that happens, I'm going to be confused but happy because the Packers have had this money all this time but never used it, and it's been done nothing but piss me off. Yeah, if you guys pick him up, you will get passive-aggressive treatment of me being pissed off at the Packers directed <laughs> at you. Okay. <laughs> I'm prepared so, for like, that. just... Just understand that, like, if I don't talk to you for a few days, it's because I'm pissed <laughs> at your team. It's I'm... not even at you. It's at your team. <laughs> um, on the note of names that are hard to pronounce besides the obvious one, Vita Vea. Um, yeah. There's an offensive lineman that you guys have. Uh, yeah. He was dra- drafted in 2016. Um, uh, yeah. Hala... Hello... Halapulata, ha, oh, hold on. Halapulavitai, Vitai. Yeah, that one. And then yeah, 
with the with uh, names that are hard to pronounce, there was an undrafted rookie this year that the Packers signed and oh, then I shouldn't say signed, brought him in, you know, for um. Uh, well, I think they did sign him. Um, he came in for the first day of OTAs and retired. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he was an undrafted agent that retired after one day. Yeah, he said he wants to take a break from football, so he's placed on the reserve slash retired list. What's this dude's name? Filippo Mocofisi. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yep. Um, doesn't make any sense to me why you would even waste time going to OTAs to retire. Um, but okay. <laughs> yeah, like that's okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. I mean, good. Good for <laughs> you that you retired. But I mean, he said he wants to come back, but right now he's just taking a break. I'm like. Right. Maybe he um, just didn't want to go to the Packers. <laughs> no, he he specifically said that he chose the Packers because he had other teams that call, uh, called him. Oh. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, yeah. whatever. I, I I give up with hard to pronounce names now. Like, <laughs> Key and Peel need to just make this an annual thing, like the oh NFL God, draft auction yeah. of um of the college or the football name skit. Every year, just just find the guys that are coming in with the most ridiculous names. Mm-hmm. They they'd make money, <laughs> like they would. Instead of Roger, instead of Roger Goodell going out there, like have them go out there for this segment. Like just have them <laughs> go out there to try and pronounce names. That would that would make the draft a lot better, and probably the NFL a lot more money because Roger Goodell's dumbass face wouldn't be plastered all over the fucking TV screen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NFL draft, did you see that next year? The I think it's next year that the Titans are hosting it. Oh, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's hosting it. Um, great, great choice by the NFL, by the way, because mm-hmm. um, one, you have the country music scene, um, which apparently is the most popular genre in the world or in the in the um in the United States. Didn't know that until like a couple weeks ago, but. Then also you have great food. It's a massive tourist attraction. Um, isn't Dollywood down there? Um, I believe so. Yeah. So like with Nashville, you have a massive tourist attraction. Um, so it makes sense for the NFL to embrace it. Good for them. They're actually kind of being smart about it. It is in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. So it's right outside Nashville. Uh, okay, so speaking of, uh, the Titans, did we ever even cover the new uniforms that they released? Really? No, I didn't, I didn't even know the Titans released new uniforms. I'm going to look that up now, though. Yeah, uh, it was, like, uh, a month ago. (laughs) Yeah, no, we never, we never covered it. Um, I don't really it's like two years ago, or two years ago, two months ago. Yeah, it was April fourth. Yeah. So um, NFL. Yeah, NFL. Um, dot com published the article, and there's a difference. Uh yeah. Oh okay. I see the sidelining. 
um, like the uh, the armpit, the um, the numbers are different. Yes, they have the gray shoulder pad. Um, I actually kind of like them. Yeah, uh, there was a big public outcry uh, that a lot of people hated them, but there was a good fair share of Titans fans who were like, you know, we actually kind of like these because we've had the same ones for 20 years. Yeah, and then their alternates are like a baby blue with like a white shoulder pad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Um, it's nice. I wish that NFL teams would change their uniforms like every other year. Um, or like do what the NBA does and like come up with reasons to have new uniforms. Um, the NBA, for some ridiculous reason, seems to believe that they can just come up with uniforms whenever they want. And they always look badass. So <laughs> why can't the NFL do it? Like, the NBA has a, uh, what is it, Hispanic Heritage uniform? Yep. Like, what NFL, what the hell, man? Embrace the Hispanic Heritage uniform. Do something along those lines. Or, like, do, like, yes, Color Rush was a thing, but the Color Rush uniforms suck. Let's be honest. Color Rush uniforms are fucking tall. They're stupid. Most I of lo- them are black. I liked the Eagles and the Steelers, and that's about it. Yeah, like ours were decent. Um, what uh, Cardinals? I think the Cardinals had decent ones. Um, the Buccaneers had decent ones. But like, come on! Like, there's no reason that we have to wear these dumbass throwback uniforms three times a year. Give us something new. Give us like, um, okay. So say there's like an anniversary of a big like culture moving movie, like Star Wars. Say when the Star Wars movies, uh, the new Star Wars came out, The Force Awakens. Have uniforms based off of Star Wars for a week. All you have to do is partner with Lucasfilm and Disney. Partner with it for a week. Oh, shocking. You'd have to partner with Disney. I don't know, a multi-trillion dollar industry that could help promote your product. Uh, yeah, or um, they could have done something for, well, I suppose, you know, Black Panther came out when the NFL season was gone, but something like that. Yeah, or, uh, okay, Marvel-inspired. Like, get yeah. Roger Goodell and 32 owners into a freaking, into a room and just be like, all right, we're going to draw names out of a hat. Whatever team you, or whatever superhero you get is the, is the superhero you're going to base your uniform off of. That'd be fucking cool. Like, that the would... Eagles coming out with, like, a, like a Captain America-inspired one or Spider-Man. And then you auction them off like they do for the fucking breast cancer ones. You auction them off and you donate the proceeds to a fucking charity. Oh, mm-hmm. guess what? I just made you guys fucking money. <laughs> Why uh, am I going to casting again? I should be in sports management <laughs> and sports marketing. Uh, <laughs> talk to Joe about that. El Presidente. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to Prez. I'll talk to Prez about it. You know, it's funny. We're really modeling diehard sports after fucking um, Barstool. I know we are. Like, he signs, like, Joe, anytime he posts in the talent team group, it's always Prez. Mm-hmm. Every time he does that, I just think of fucking um, uh, uh, Prez from Barstool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if he would just help pro- help us promote the podcast, I mean, fuck. <laughs> well, right, they retweeted Joe, our you. tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, Joe. <laughs> uh, um, oh, oh, sorry. Before I forget this, um, I know it's getting kind of shoehorned into the middle of this and ruining all the fucking segues we have. But um, 
Just want to give a quick shout out. Last week I did, uh, I shouted out somebody for winning something. I can't remember what it was, but um, this week I do want to shout out. Congratulations to Will Power winning the Indianapolis 500. And I understand that there's probably no racing fans that are listening to this, but congrats to Will Power winning the Indy 500 is probably the biggest accomplishment in IndyCar. So outside of the championships. So good job, Will Power. All right. Continue. Uh, yeah, the sport I don't follow. But anyway. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, okay. So uh, the thing is, is like, I don't follow NASCAR or IndyCar anymore, especially because Danica Patrick is no longer in either. Um, and good God, what I would do to Danica Patrick. Um, oh my God. Listen. I don't, I'm not disagreeing <sighs> with you. Danica, your your boy, Aaron Rodgers, got, got it right. Your boy is lucky. Okay, um, Danica Patrick is. Oh my God! What's hot. funny is that she's a bear. She was a Bears fan before she started dating Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, guess what? You're not a fucking Bears fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's sacrilege. <laughs> um, I was gonna. Oh, so obviously, um. With the Redskins uh, getting Alex Smith, I said that backwards. I was trying to say the Chiefs traded Alex Smith away, but still works. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pat Mahomes is their starter, and he did nothing but struggle uh, at practice uh, for the past couple of weeks. And, yeah. And um, apparently, Andy Reid is, is not concerned about it. I wouldn't be. Andy Reid's smart when it comes down to quarterbacks. He knows what to do. I mean, hell, he made Donovan McNabb look like he was fucking elite for 10 years. Um, so, just give it time, Chiefs fans. I understand. Yes, Aaron Rod- or Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Okay. I can't stop thinking <laughs> about Danica Patrick, and now we're on Aaron Rodgers. Um, listen, <sighs> Alex Smith was good, but – you need somebody that's going to take chances. Alex Smith is a safe quarterback option that's going to get you eight wins a year. But with Patrick Mahomes, yes, you're going to have a high-risk, high-reward because he's unproven. Give it time. Jared Goff looked like shit his first year in fucking Los, uh, St. Louis. And now look at him. He has one of the best teams around him. And he played really fucking well last year. So... Chiefs fans, it's, he's not Jamarcus Russell yet. He's not Jared Goff or Carson Wentz yet. Give it time. Time. Yeah, every young quarterback has got to develop somehow. Exactly. And he's not going to develop without some kind of trials and tribulations. Look at Carson Wentz. The year before, yes, he played good, but he was still on a losing record team. Mm-hmm. Like Jared Goff played like shit his first season. And then look at how he came out last year. He's shown. Now, granted, do I think that they need to move on from Andy Reid? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But give the kid time. There's too many fans out there that are too jumpy on players. I have a coworker who I know will never listen to this podcast because I don't think he understands what a podcast is. I have a coworker who is a vehemently critical of the Eagles and every decision that they make. And I'm like, bro, give it time. Give it a chance. Just wait. And then 
tweet happens, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I was wrong about that. Yeah, duh, of course you were. You don't understand the football, the game of football the way that I do or the way that other people do. You're just jumping down the throat of any person that makes a mistake. People make mistakes. Quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. Running backs will make mistakes. Uh, Pete Carroll makes a mistake because he throws from the one-yard line. It happens. Um, yeah, so basically I've run to several fans uh, of whatever team like that that immediately the, uh, the moment a team does something quote-unquote stupid, um, they immediately are like, oh, I hate this team. I'm not a fan anymore. It's like, just wait. Like, they, they know what they're doing. There's a reason that they run a team. Just, you know, obviously if an older player or something is being replaced, there's a reason for it. Yeah, like, there's a reason that Mercedes Lewis isn't in Jacksonville currently. Like, no offense to the Packers, but there's a reason that he's not there. There's a reason that Jordy Nelson got traded. There's, there's a reason to it all. Like, Michael Kendricks, same thing. There is a reason that the Eagles got rid of Michael Kendricks. Now, do I like it? No. But... I'm willing to give it a chance because, again, we just won a fucking Super Bowl. See, so I, you have to trust the process at some point. I just want to clarify, Dre Nelson should have been traded. He was cut. Oh, yeah, my apologies. He was cut. He should have been traded. He, well, obviously, he would have been awesome to see him stay in Green Bay and finish his career here, which could happen in the hmm. future. He could come back. But for him to – just get cut and not get any sort of value back for him. That's where I got pissed because he's a, he is a valuable wide receiver. Yeah. Like the guy can still play. He may be injury prone. Like I believe he is, but the guy can still play and he can still go. So, I mean, you can't just, when you make a stupid decision like that, yes, it is hot. It is okay to be hypercritical of what you are of what your team's doing, but don't get pissed off because Patrick Mahomes has had a bad couple weeks in practice. It's fucking practice. Allen Iverson, we talking about practice. We ain't talking about a game. We ain't talking about anything else. We talking about practice. <laughs> Post a preseason yet. It's May, almost June. Exactly. Thank you. So, uh, as we talked about before, Joe Flacco had yet to get in any sort of contact with uh, Lamar Jackson, which makes sense because it's Joe Flacco. Um, but he finally, finally talked about uh, the Ravens drafting Lamar Jackson in the first round. Um, he said, I don't know if I was surprised. Obviously, when you pick up a quarterback, when you pick, when you pick anybody in the first round, it means something. I don't know what that means. He knows what it means. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. But that's not my job to worry about it. My job, like I said, is to keep my approach exactly what it's been for the last 10 years, which that obviously hasn't been working except for the one Super Bowl you won. And yep. um, and we got a couple of young tight ends, a lot of new wide receivers. My job is to get these guys on the same page and have us operating on a high level, which is correct. But mm-hmm. he, he knows what it means that they drafted a quarterback in the first round. His time is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, I think at this point he's just trying to save face. Um, he he knows, we all know. He knows it, it's it's the writing is on the wall. 
Joe Flacco is going to be out of Baltimore, period. It's just going to be. I, I, I feel for the guy because, again, I, I, I said it today um, on my radio show. I, I don't like to see guys lose their jobs. But I understand that that's part of the process. And it's, that's just going to be one of the, part of the process. Joe Flacco is going to lose his job. It's going to happen. However, what he can do is pass on the legacy and maybe he can save face and come back as a, I don't want to say a coach, but as an advisor or something along those lines, because I still think that he has value to him, just not as your starting quarterback. Um, yeah, he's really, he's like his time. He's getting old. He's not elite. His time has come. Uh, he he's he's got to accept it. Um, and then what I love is that uh, Lamar Jackson basically said, "Yeah, well, I have you know I believe in Joe. I believe in Joe's abilities. So even though he is Joe's potential replacement, uh, he still believes you know that this team is still Joe's team. Which I mean, good that he's not a Josh Rosen type. That's like, hey, fuck everybody that was picked before me. Yeah." Yeah, Josh Rosen, he just continues to run rub me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he's not making a good impact. No, he's not. And and we had said that Josh Rosen might have been the more mature one out of all of them. Boy, were we fucking wrong. Yeah, it's Ben Baker Mayfield, who everybody thought was going to be the immature one. Yeah, Baker's come out and he's he's been the guy that you should really base yourself around and like build a team around like he he seems to just have have a good grasp on who he is and what is expected of him and what everyone's saying and now he's trying to stay past that and i mean good for him so talking about quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks and uh obviously best backup quarterback last year nick Foles. Obviously, with the Eagles oh, ended up being Super Bowl obviously. MVP. Um, yeah, you can't. Landry can't Jones. Deny. Yeah. Um, I found an interesting article. Literally, just now, uh, was trying to oh. stifle a laugh while finding it. Um, okay. Basically, he said, "Oh God, this is." He would love to replicate Nick Foles' Super Bowl run. Landry Jones. Land, yeah, I just want to clarify before we kind of rant, rant about it. Landry Jones, back up to Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers. With him saying that, think of the situation and why Nick Foles had his Super Bowl run. Carson Wentz got injured. Mm-hmm. So does that mean he kind of wants... Ben to get injured and to have the spotlight on him, or does that mean he wants to leave? So, I, I, I'm going to cut you off because I don't think that's what he means. I think what he means by that is he wants to be able to have that underdog story that Nick Foles had. Granted, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is long for Pittsburgh anymore. I think that he's almost done. He needs to almost be done. He needs to actually just be actively done now. Um, what Landry Jones, I think, means 
is Nick Foles had left Philadelphia on bad terms. Like, or not bad terms, but in a bad situation. Like, he, he did not succeed well. He got, um, he got traded. Then he went to St. Louis, didn't do well. Kansas City worked with Doug Peterson mm-hmm. and was familiar with Doug Peterson. Now, granted, Alex Smith was there, so he wasn't going to start anyway. Was almost about to quit football. This dude was about to leave. And then uh, Peterson believed in him. And that's the thing. The fans then believed in Nick Foles. Were we skeptical? Or, yeah, skeptical? Yeah, that, that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were very skeptical. We were just like, fuck, there goes our, there goes our chances. And granted, we had the best team in the league. So he took over for Carson Wentz, who was MVP, should have won the MVP, hands down. Took over for Carson Wentz and had a team and a fan base that believed in him. When we faced Minnesota, what were the fans chanting? To taunt Minnesota. Foles. Foles. Mocking the skull mm-hmm. chant. He had a whole stadium of Philadelphia Eagles screaming for foals. We had faith in St. Nick, Big Dick Nick. We had faith. And when your fan base has faith in you, you start to have faith in yourself. I mean, there was a video posted of two miles away, three miles away, of fans recording that they could hear the fly eagles fly from Lincoln from the link three miles away. You could hear these fans singing fly eagles fly. So Landry Jones wants to have that connection. The problem is the guy's not talented enough and the offense around him is not built for it. Landry Jones is probably one of the worst backups in the league. And the fans know it. The fans have been calling for him to not have a job anymore. They, the Steelers fans know that if Landry Jones comes in, they're losing that game. Why? He doesn't do well under pressure. You don't have a fan base that believes in you. You don't have a freaking front office that really believes in you. Otherwise, you would have uh, usurped Ben Roethlisberger years ago when you got drafted. And they wouldn't have drafted another quarterback. So, Landry Jones is unrealistic. Because he's pretty much Charlie Batch. A a, a very poor man's Charlie Batch at that. A career backup who can come in and play. But at least Charlie Batch would get you wins. Now... Uh, moving on from uh, Landry Jones, because we've talked about him on several different episodes uh, for several minutes at a time. Um, yes. Jarek McKinnon, uh, who I was talking to Vikings fans and some other people, that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to watch McKinnon play. Uh, do you realize 
that uh, he's not even on the Vikings anymore, and they're like, oh, really? What happened to him? Well, he's on the 49ers now. And, uh, you know, to people like you and I, oh, well, yeah, we've known that forever. Um, I forget, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still assume Jarek McKinnon is on the Minnesota Vikings. No, he's on the 49ers. Um, now, with them getting Jimmy Garoppolo, they have their quarterback. Um, you know, this is a whole new look. This is a, this is a new look 49ers. Um, hmm. He said that this team is all in on going to the Super Bowl this year. Like, that's their ultimate goal. Um, he's, you know, he's hoping that they're in Atlanta next February. Um, they trained with some Navy SEALs, uh, which is part of Kyle Shanahan's offseason program, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Now, according to him, he says the whole team has talked about it. We had a thing with the Navy SEALs. They were asking us what's the goal for this year, and everybody said that it was win the Super Bowl. Now, this isn't really new talk for the 49ers. I mean, um, Carlos Hyde uh, in December said that they would win like this next year's Super Bowl. Um, but now he's on the Browns. So um, it's kind of, you know, McKinnon's comments are that the 49ers aren't really being too – they're not being – Oh, what's the word here? Obviously, they're being optimistic, which is a good thing. Um, yes. But they're not being overly cocky about it. No, they're not being like a Vince Young where he said, we have the best team in the league or that we're the dream team. No, the every that's the one thing is like everybody takes these like these statements like, oh, yeah, we believe that we can go to the Super Bowl. Listen, even the 0-16 Browns believe that they can go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. Because if you don't believe that, then what the fuck are you doing in the game? Yeah, exactly. You should believe that you have the best team in the league. And if you don't, then you have to believe that you do. (laughs) Now, um, if you remember correctly, uh, obviously you, uh, I shouldn't say you, but the Philadelphia Eagles have Elshon Jeffrey previously on the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the year before that he was going to the Eagles, uh, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And then when asked about it after the Eagles won, he said, oh, I, I never said what team I was going with. I just said I was going to the Super Bowl. Hey, I mean, it's true. Now, I, I want to see some other player do that. I, I, I want this to be a thing <laughs> for uh, – a player that was really good on a de- or the okay, the Bears not aren't that a decent of a team, but um, to go from a mediocre team to go to an underdog team that that is good on paper and good in real life, but you know people weren't exactly expecting it, and then just say, oh yeah, I'm going to the Super Bowl, and then he ends up winning the Super Bowl the next season. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> That's that's what I mean. Like people people blow this stuff out of proportion like, "Oh, hey, I'm going to the Super Bowl." Yeah, you have to believe that. Because if you don't, then there's no point in playing the game. And I wish players would come out and say, "Yeah, I'm going to the Super Bowl." Not, "Oh, yeah, I think that we have the talent." No, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Because we're, when you it's a motivational technique 
when you speak things into action, then you start to believe it. You can say it all you want in your head, but when you speak it, your words have power. So when you speak, like say, I'm going to the Super Bowl, you're damn right I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to the Super Bowl. Then your body starts to act as if, okay, we're getting ready for this. And when a whole team like the Eagles did this past year says, we're going to the Super Bowl, then at some point all of those, all of those goals interconnect. Like all, all, of the, all of those words interconnect and you start to build this atmosphere of we're going to win the Super Bowl. And that's what's happening. So you have to, you have to lead through positive influence and positive reinforcement of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, okay. So no, I don't, I haven't gotten any followers from our podcast, but you, I don't know if I, I think I send them to you, but every morning I send out a positive motivational video, Mm -hmm. normally Monday through Friday, because those are the hardest days to get through. Once you're at the weekend, it's, it's pretty easy to get through oh, the yeah, weekend. Yeah. Oh, it's Monday again. God damn it. Yeah. So every every morning I send out to all of my Snapchat friends, videos, pictures, what have you, uh, with text or words saying, hey, we can do this. We as, uh, we as humans are able to get through this day, and we can do it with a smile on our face, and we can do it while kicking ass and taking names. So – when you, when you speak those, when I speak those, I speak them not only for people to listen to, but also for myself to believe. Because I hate Monday. <laughs> I hate waking up and going to work. So when I say it, it's like, yeah, you know what? I can do this. I can do what I'm saying I'm going to do. And, and, and it, it just reiterates it for players, too. Like, yes, I can do this. And so I like to see guys that have faith in themselves. Not like... Uh, Josh Rosen, who is oh Tom Brady won five Super Bowls. I'll win six. Yeah, he's like, too full of himself. That's yeah, that's too full of yourself. And I think we might have praised that when it happened, but I don't like that. That's that, like yes, I love the arrogance. I don't like that you're trying to compare yourself to the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen, like in our generation. Exactly. <laughs> um, when you compare yourself as a rookie who hasn't even been in a regular season game yet, or even a preseason game. Um, yeah. And you're comparing yourself to someone who's been in the league for 20 years. Um, yep. Obviously, 20 being rounding up, you know. Yeah. A little bit of an exaggeration. I think it's been like 17 or something like uh, that. He's drafted in 2000, 18, so 19. this will be his 18th season, yeah, I believe. 19 years. No, 19. Oh, yeah. If he was drafted in 2000. Yeah. But anyway... Yeah, math. Anyway, if you're comparing yourself to Tom Brady before you even are in your first NFL game, you shouldn't be. uh, I shouldn't. You shouldn't be that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Did you? Okay. When Aaron Rodgers got drafted, Tom Brady was already in the league for five years. Yes. Um. Now. Did you see Aaron Rodgers comparing himself to players like, you know, well, I shouldn't say Tom Brady because Tom Brady's become even better fifteen in the past 15 years since Rodgers got drafted. But Right, okay, so you didn't see Rodgers comparing himself to Brett Favre or um, Peyton, who was already great at that time, or Donovan McNabb, who was perceived to be great at that time. 
Or <laughs> yeah, he he basically uh, all Aaron Rodgers because I watched a lot of his pre-draft, post-draft, draft interviews. Um, he basically was saying, you know, I'm a I know I'm a good football player. I know that I can lead a team. Um, I just want to go out there, play the game, and win. That that's all that you really need to say as a quarterback. If you say that, it shows you're a true, real, okay, realistic, um, optimistic person. But yep. you can't go out there and just say, oh, there was nine people picked in front of me. Those were all mistakes, and I'm better than Tom Brady. Like, no. Yeah. Just because you're a first-round pick and you think you're that great doesn't make you better than Tom Brady, regardless of him being a sixth-round pick, it it doesn't matter. Yeah, it it's it's a little it's a little much. Yeah, sure, he's the probably one of the best pure pocket passers coming out and you know coming out of this draft, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're better than a the greatest quarterback of our era or our generation. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's too much, and honestly, they just he just needs to pump the brakes, um, but. A little bit of positive, like, hey, I'm going to the Super Bowl. That That's that's nothing. You hear players say it all the time, and I want to see players say it and mean it. Yeah, so, you can have confidence in yourself, but when you become a dick about it, then it's not okay. Exactly. Um, I was going to say here, um, Baker Mayfield, obviously great football player, first – you know, pick overall, really matured even since his college career to now being drafted, uh, re- mm-hmm. ready to play in this league. He's been dating this girl for four or five months. Can't think of her name. You know, mm-hmm. seems like a nice girl. Really, really pretty. She quit her job where she was living to move to Cleveland to live with Baker Mayfield. And they've only been together for a short amount of time. And she quit because basically he got drafted. So to her, it's like, oh, we got drafted to Cleveland? Oh, looks like I'm quitting my job and just living with you. Well, I mean, if they love each other, then that's a thing. But um, yeah, but if they can love, yeah, they can love each other. Like, if they do, love's a beautiful thing. But if okay, he's gonna be it's gonna be football, football, football. Um, and you're kind of just showing that if you know, yes, you have faith in the relationship, but also you're kind of depending on him for money. Yeah. Um, her name is Emily Wilkinson. Yeah. And um, she is a she was a patient coordinator at a plastic surgery center in Beverly Hills. And she. Yeah, she quit her job and moved to Cleveland. I mean, let's be let's be real. Um, if, if she is a coordinate a patient coordinator at a plastic surgery center i'm sure she's good with human resource like good with her um customer service skills so i mean she could get a job at the local walmart maybe teach people how to fucking smile but (laughs) i feel like there's pent up anger about walmart there (laughs) it's like (laughs) i fucking okay so my job i'm not gonna say what company i work for um but uh, my job deals with a lot of like super centers like Walmart. We deal with Target, um, Wegmans. I don't know if you know what a Wegmans is. No. 
Okay, it's a grocery store. Okay. I guess a high-end grocery store. I've never shopped there in my life. <laughs> but any customer that we deal with, I have tried to boycott as much as possible because I hate my job and I hate the customers that order because they do it backwards. So um, Walmart being one of the places is one of the um, is one of the few 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 places that I have to say I shop at because I mean where else can I get watermelon uh, deodorant and a sex toy for under $20 um, so <laughs> those aren't actual things that I've <laughs> bought at Walmart yep. but uh, at least together but um, <laughs> so like I have to go into Walmart every now and then. And God, can somebody teach Walmart employees how to fucking smile? Yeah, it's you go like, the one. Okay, the one up here because everybody knows everybody. Um, I go in there. I see friends I went to school with. I see their parents. I see their aunts, uncles, uh, whoever. I know everybody around here. Um, mm-hmm. I go there, and half the time, especially recently with what happened. Um, everybody knows that I'm single now, so it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? How you feeling about blah, blah, blah? Uh, now I'm good, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was there yesterday, and, um, one of the cashiers there typically was always a bitch to me, because, not directly towards me, but because of who I was dating. Mm -hmm. Now that she knows I'm single, she's been nothing but nice to me, right? So I go in there. Get her number. I already have it. Um, Okay, well then try to smash. Come on, bro. (laughs) Anyway, so I go in there, and she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I was like, this is the first time I've come to this store, and somebody I'm not related to or I know very well has been nice to me. This is weird. <laughs> and, um, yeah, every other Walmart I go to in, like, big cities, it's always like, hi, do you need anything else today? And they just have a straight face. There's, like, no emotion. Like, their manager's just like, hey, you have feelings? Fuck that shit. Do your job. So basically, they're the Bill Belichick of cashiers. Yes, yes, yes. Prime example, perfect. Except without the unintentional comedy. <laughs> like Walmart is yes. Walmart employees are the Bill Belichick's of employees. Yes, as we tie it back into football. But <laughs> like, I mean, if she thinks that this is a good thing, then. By all means, good for her. And if he thinks it's smart, good for him. Um, I would just say that me and mine have only been together for eh, like 10 months and we still don't live together. So, <laughs> yeah, and their relationship is half that time. I almost ended up living with mine. Thank God I didn't because of what happened. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so if it's half, a very hateful episode, <laughs> it's been hateful but happy at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we turn our hate into everybody else's entertainment. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> we do this for all of you. <laughs> now go uh, fuck yourself. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a to I, to me. I don't know if it is to you, but you know, after you do your show, excuse me, after you do your show Sunday evening. It's kind of like a relaxing type deal. You get to talk, get shit out. It's kind of a stress mm. relief in a weird way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and everybody else gets to listen to it, thinks it's funny. Uh, your girlfriend, uh, now you don't have to be the middleman anymore. 
She gives me her own yeah, feedback. She, yeah, she, she mad at you, and I was like, did he know who you were? She's like, well, I messaged him and told him. I was like, oh, well, at least at least he knows that you're not trying to fuck him. These things are fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, when, okay, so obviously with Anchor, when people favorite our podcast, um, it shows up, like, their name that they make for Anchor, and mm-hmm. um, her name popped up, like, on anchor so i was like oh okay it must be one of damien's friends or whatever before she added me on facebook well it's the same profile picture so i made the connection before she even messaged me i i figured because i mean it's not hard but yeah um but yeah so we are about to hit an hour now so is there anything else that is pressing that we need to discuss um not really pressing i mean uh Per usual, there was uh, an illegal thing that happened uh, with the NFL or with an NFL player with Ruben Foster with his marijuana case, but that's already done and gone now. He got away with it, so that's not anything new to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, so winding down, um, like I said, uh, in a couple of weeks, the week um, I'll actually get the dates currently because I'm pretty June sure 12th to June fourteenth. Yes, I know those dates. I meant that weekend there, buddy. Um, oh, well, sorry, I felt smart. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have to take away your smarticles and focus on myself. So, uh, <laughs> I think you're going to say take away my smarticles and focus on your particles. I'm like, wow, what a poet. <laughs> Didn't even know it. Um, so, the weekend of the 16th and 17th, we will be releasing an episode probably uh probably the 16th we'll record one and then the 17th we'll record the actual but um again uh make sure you pay attention and look for the e3 coverage episode it's a bonus episode that we will be releasing just for you fans um and just talking about some of the video games that we like don't like things that we were hoping would get revealed that didn't um that one might be a little bit longer than the typical hour hour 15 that we normally do so just be prepared for that. Um, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we also have some advertisers and stuff because I signed up for something that um, may help us with promoting the, um, the podcast as well. So there's that. Um, but we're also going to be experimenting with our new MacBooks that we got through full sale, maybe trying a different format, maybe not going to be on Anchor anymore. Um, we oh, maybe- I can still upload the file to Anchor. Okay, so we will still be on Anchor, but we'll probably be hosted by a different site um, than Anchor. Because normally we, well, as of right now, we're recording through Anchor, but we may record through another application that we can get. Um, So we're also trying to expand the podcast to different areas like google play and spotify like we're still looking into different avenues so again be patient with us as we're trying to make this the best podcast that we can possibly make it um and so we'll keep everybody up to date through our twitter profiles at damien underscore miller and then you can follow michael at it's michael p um all of our gamer tags snapchat links um all of our social media is also in the description of the show um if you want to follow us tweet at us you know ask us questions use hashtag in the huddle we check that all the time so if you have any questions make sure that you tweet at us at in the huddle or yeah not at in the huddle using the hashtag in the huddle at our um twitter uh 
handles, and we will definitely make sure that we address it on the podcast or online. Um, so with that being said, is there anything else that you would like to plug there, Michael? Um, I've had a couple of people ask me that listen to our podcast, and I want to clarify, uh, rather than having to explain myself every time. Yes. Uh, the reason that there's different quality issues that we're having, Damien and I don't live anywhere near each other. No. <laughs> uh, as it's been said multiple times, he lives in Pennsylvania. I live in Wisconsin. So what we're doing is called a remote podcast where it's basically a call. It's recorded in a way. Um, so what Damien is saying with software is we're trying to do that still, but make it higher quality. Uh, I found a couple of different ways to do it. Um, it just takes a while to figure out all the, you know, different things I have to learn. Um, but either way, uh, everything still uh, should be posted directly on Anchor and broadcasted like how it is now. So, yeah, nothing's going to change with that. And if anybody hasn't gathered, um, Michael is really the show. The he's the show creator. He's the show runner. Really, I'm just here for comedic relief and my good looks. So, um, <laughs> face fit for radio. exactly and it's exactly right um so right now we're still gonna we're still working together to figure out the best way to go about this and just we only ask for patience um for the audio issues yes sometimes they are a little shitty um we can't help that at the moment because this is this is all we can do um now that we have the macbooks there are different ways for us to record that maybe will provide us with better audio, but we don't know that until we get there. Um, also, just to clarify, um, another thing too, I will be in the middle of a move from June to the beginning of July, and then I will be on vacation for a week or two, a weekend or two in July as well. So in July, <laughs> these episodes could get a little sporadic. So bear with us on that as well. We are only two people. Um, we don't have other guys that can fill in for us. I mean, we have, we, I'm sure Daniel Bragg could fit in. Um, he hosts bragging rights on the diehard sports network. Um, I'm sure he could fit in for one of us if we really needed him to. Um, but right now it's just us two. So we aren't barstool where we can just rotate people in and out and still have everything. Okay. So, um, just be patient with us. Um, like I said, we're part of the Die Hard Sports family on Mixler. You can download our brand new Die Hard Sports app uh, from the iOS store. It's not on Android yet. We are getting there. Um, so have you been able to explore that yet? I actually wanted to ask, do they have the live chat feature on there as well like they did with Mixler? Um, I haven't looked at it uh, when anybody's live because – I was on my iPad when you went live, so I just had it playing through there. So I have yet to use our app while anybody is live. Okay. Um, broadcast through that app, or is it just on Mixler? Or like, do we still well, have to use the Mixler app on that? We have to broadcast through Mixler. I mean, we can do it through our laptops now. But um, yeah, we personally, uh, as the broadcasters, still have to use Mixler software, but people can listen to it. Through- on Diehard Sports. Exactly. 
Okay. So yeah, um, if you have an iOS device, just search Die Hard Sports Radio. It should be right there. It'll come up. Just download it there. Um, then follow us on the Die Hard Sports Radio Network. Um, I have my show on deck uh, every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And then you have uh, Under Center with Michael Phillips every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, it's They're half hour long. Mine's baseball. His is football. So if you don't get enough of us talking football here, you can always check them out on Under Center. Um, and you can always follow us on Twitter, um, support Die Hard Sports, all the, all the shows on there. We are constantly expanding. Um, we just added another one on Sunday nights at midnight. Um, Joe is doing an incredible job at being a president. And I want to I want to say like earlier, I said, thank you. I don't think I don't say thank you enough to him. Um, he's really yeah, he's he's been nothing but great to everybody that's involved. Yeah, and he's um, very good with the feedback and everything that we get. So thank you to Joe. Um, So with that being said, I do believe that that is going to close out the podcast this week. Um, Like I said, follow us, at us, hashtag us. Um, We will talk to you all next week. And until then, take care, stay safe. We love you all, and thank you for supporting us. And we will talk to you next week.